Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and on today's show a chance to hear some of the reaction and opinion after the unveiling this week of the teams, the kits and some of the personnel that will make up the 100, the new city-based tournament which is set to start next year. Aimed primarily at people who don't currently like cricket, it seems to have caused quite a fair amount of consternation within, well, the majority that do so. Those unhappy have been given plenty of reason to gripe, I suppose. ECB PR disasters uh, handed out as liberally as the free snacks at the launch. And this has only aided those hell-bent on the tournament's destruction before it's even started. But let's give it a go, eh? I mean, T20 cricket is still seen as the spawn of the devil by some, and without it, I wonder where our grand old game would be now. And really, with the combined might of the BBC, Sky, the ECB, and the reputations of some seriously powerful people riding on it, its success, well, it can't fail, can it? We'll have a look at that and plenty more here on the following on podcast from TalkSport. So let's get straight down to it. One man who's been fully behind the 100 is Owen Morgan, a man who's never been afraid to align himself to the more uncomfortable ideologies in and around cricket, only to be proven right in the end. And he was a guest on Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport, Max Rushton deputising for Paul Hawksby. And the opening question was all about what it was like to win a World Cup. It was amazing. Um, not only obviously winning, but the, the support that we've had up and down the country and, and more so the stories that, random people who aren't even sports fans let alone cricket fans come up to you and say how they were enthralled by the, the, the day itself and the super over they now know what a super over is and they're introducing their kids to playing and, and, and just stories like that you know, really make everything worthwhile. Absolutely and cricket's had a wonderful summer in your victory the Ashes was a great series the the blast was terrific the final was amazing um, but now the, the 100 has come along it's got a lot to live up to hasn't it I mean people are a little bit sceptical I mean I'm prepared to give it a go and see what it's going to be like but it's got a lot to live up to after such a brilliant summer. Yeah I think it's going to be an extremely exciting format and I think the timing of bringing it in couldn't be any better. I can I cannot remember a summer of cricket like 2019. It really has 
not only catapulted cricket to you know the front and back pages of the paper, all over social media, but actually right in the public domain. People have heard about it in the smallest places in the smallest villages across the country, and I think bringing in the new competition that will attract you know the be- biggest and best players in the world, and when doing that really will make it such a, a spectacle entertainment-wise. And I think that one of the biggest things is obviously it's going to be on Sky, but cricket makes a, a return to terrestrial television. The BBC are covering it as well. And the impact that will have for our sport, I think, is, is I suppose it's untouched ground for a long time. But having played in the final and it being televised on, on, on Channel 4 Live was, was extraordinary. I think that contributed to the... The, I suppose the, the hype and the, the public fame of the game. Yeah, I agree with that. Will, will playing a, a game of 100 be any different for as a player than playing 2020? Yeah, I think uh, having played in a 10-over in a tournament the last two years, I think the shorter the format, I think the, 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 the more, I suppose, microscopic things are more important in the game. So drop catches, missed fields, bad balls, everything is hyped up and there's more pressure on everything and I think the hundreds really will create that. Uh, if you look at the draft that's just happened, the, the, the top, top players that have been picked up already uh, already give it that, you know, that exciting feeling in your stomach about something new. Um, London Spirit is, is your Ooh. team. Did you get to choose them or did they get to choose you? <laughs> are, you are you happy with them or would, did you really want to play for the Southern Brave? No. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely delighted. Um, certainly, Lord being my home ground and the London spirit uh, making it theirs. And I think the opportunity to work with, you know, the head coach that I appointed some time ago now is, is Shane Warne, who is one of the greatest, well, one of the greatest bowlers of all time, but one of the greatest cricket brains in the world. And to, and to work alongside him, I think I can learn a huge amount. And guys who do get selected. So uh, our hero players, Rory Burns and Dan Lawrence, have been picked up as well. So we're the three first players in the draft, but uh, obviously more to come towards the back end of October when the main draft happens. Try and get Pat Brown. I think he's rather good. Now, we all uh, we all love a pint of the cricket, <laughs> Owen. And, um, but the thing is, we want a family-friendly atmosphere. I know they do with, with the 100. So there, it has been muted. There are going to be alcohol-free areas in the ground. Do, is this going to happen? Because I think it would be a good thing, actually. Yeah, I think it would be a really good thing as well. I, I, there has been word of it, and I can't confirm it, but the, the, I think there's a, a strong case for it. Um, I think in, in T20 cricket up and down the country, it's a fantastic night out um, for everybody involved, but probably more so adults. I think certainly the 100 will cater towards a younger generation cricketer that hopefully has been inspired by uh, Ben Stokes' performance this year or uh, an England World Cup winning team performing uh, throughout the World Cup. So I think it gives it that platform uh, to allow it to do it as well. Um, the Ashes was brilliant. A lot of people suggested, Owen, that, that it'd be nice for Joe Root to, to lose the shackles of captaincy and, and just be a batsman and perhaps bring you in to captain everything. Is that... Would you fancy it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, my Red Bull career finished a long time ago. And Joe, as a fan, I'm speaking, Joe is our leader. He's, he's one of our best batsmen, or he's our best batsman. And it's been an extremely tough summer um, that 
again, as a fan, I loved watching the Ashes. It was so competitive. There was nothing between the teams. And it was a huge spectacle for cricket. And on the back of the hype of the World Cup, I think everybody followed it. And when you have heroic battles between Archer and Smith, and I suppose Smith and anybody really, because we couldn't get him out. But mm. uh, the fantastic nature in which it was played, and then the Headingley 100, where Ben Stokes just became a, a legend that will be remembered forever, um, I think sits in people's memories for a long time. Can you give an idea of, you know, in your experience of being a player and being a captain and a player, regardless of white ball, red ball, just how different it is and how much more difficult it is to be captaining as well? Yeah, I think it's chalk and cheese, to be honest. Um, see, there's different challenges constantly throughout the five days of the test match and it, it throws up probably every aspect um, that you need to be strong in to, to be a captain. So uh, your leadership between the players, your motivational talks, uh, tactically, and then on top of that, you've, you've got to perform. Um, I think in, in white ball cricket, everything's shorter, sharper. There's a result on the day. Tactically, obviously, you, you can be exposed a bit more. You have to be uh, probably a clearer thinker. So I think, you know, two, two are completely different. You mentioned Steve Smith there, Owen, and uh, I don't know, is he going to play in the 100? And will he be one of the players that's contracted? There is, it, it hasn't, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed, but there is word that he does want to play, uh, which is great. But I think that the, the beautiful thing about this, obviously, he's a an exceptional test match batsman, the, the, the best we've seen possibly ever. Um, but to have guys like him you know, wanting to play in the 100 really does make the tournament because you'll have other big star names come in and put their name in the hat and to have them playing for your local team will will create something different. It'll, it'll, it'll grow the game even further beyond England credentials because in such a diverse country that we live in, there are pockets of the country that, that certainly don't feel comfortable unless they have an icon of their race, religion, um, participating in the game. And, and some of the heroes are, are probably from abroad. And I think that's, that's OK, because that's the world we live in and that's the culture that we live in. And I really enjoy that aspect of it. So to have international superstar, world-class player, players playing in the 100 is, is very important, not only performance-wise, but to inspire the next generation. Yeah, I agree. And what he did this summer was amazing because when he started, he came from such a low base, people booing him when he came on the pitch. And we saw it affected uh, David Warner, who's a brilliant player, but it affected him, no question about it, and Stuart Broad, of course. But, uh, you know, it, by the end of the series, he got applauded off. It was a typical, actually, British crowd reaction. They, they, they had to grudgingly admit, and me too, that this guy is something special. <laughs> I think a lot of fans would have had to admit, um, either, whether it was at the start or at the end, that uh, whatever they, they accept them back. We see it across all different sports where uh, potentially in football, everybody remembers where Ronaldo um, felled um, Wayne Rooney. Uh, I think it was in the Euros. It was, yeah. year it was. But going back to Manchester United and playing, it took a few games or a couple of months in order for people to start liking and support him again. But I think initially, emotionally, as a, as a sports fan, the hatred is there. England World Cup winning captain Owen Morgan and there'll be more from H&J later in the show.
Now, the setting for the launch of the 100 kits was another trendy establishment in East London. A similar setup awaited the press score as the one where the World Cup was launched. And that ended up OK for England, so why not this? Talk Sports' Scott Taylor was there and he caught up with the likes of England's Sam Curran, Chris Wokes and Jason Roy. How do you guys feel about playing yet another format? Uh, yeah, we'll be playing, I think it's uh, a little bit of, it's the 100 ball and T20 and championship I think that's it we don't play any of the 50 over competition um, from what I know uh, I haven't seen the exact schedule so no, it's, I'm excited I've played a few years, quite a few years of professional cricket and now it's exciting I've played T10 cricket got my head around that and that was a huge amount of fun um, and now I'm going to play 100 ball cricket which is a lot of fun and it's about learning and adapting and throughout your career you want to learn and adapt and it's quite fun now to try and learn and adapt to another format so and you've both played franchise cricket before. How easy or difficult is it to set into a new, settle into a new squad, different teammates that you might not have played with before? Yeah, I think you've just got to... I think it's important now, especially... We're lucky because we're able to start from the start of the whole competition um, and develop a good core of... a good nucleus of players. Um, you develop a good core at, at, a, at, a, at a franchise and then you go from there, you get your players in that have similar sort of mindsets to you that want to come in and just win games um, and not worried about too much about the individual plaudits they want to actually win games and you, d- you develop that core and then you go from there so it's exciting to be there from the beginning now um, with Tom Moody being in charge as well I've, I've heard a lot of good things so I'm excited to work with him um, and it's going to be fun to kind of develop a franchise here and also you've got the two current brothers with you your Surrey teammates as well does that help with settling in does that make it feel more natural you're playing at your home ground of course as well yeah it's it's a great start to that that core of players that want to go out there hearts on their sleeves and win games um, for whatever team they play for so that's a good start and I'm sure in the draft we'll pick up some players that share similar interests so um, yeah it's uh, it's, it's nice and kind of it's a, a nice feeling to have the boys still there you, sorry, you mentioned the draft, and it's, it's huge in like the NFL, all the American sports. It just adds to the anticipation. How do you feel about the concept of the draft? And the closer it gets, I guess the people will get more and more excited about the hundred. Absolutely, and the names that have been put forward for the draft, the, the people that have stepped forward to to get picked up, is huge. And as you've seen today, today's been a huge success in this, in kind of the the start of it all. I think the draft's going to be an exciting event uh, for both women and, and men. So it's going to be it's going to be awesome. And you mentioned the summer you've just had winning the World Cup, the Ashes series as well. You see kids in the street now wearing England cricket jerseys, where it might not have happened in years gone by. Has for you guys has it settled in uh, quite what you've achieved in this summer? No, and I think on both counts as well. I think all round women's and men's cricket this year has been a huge success um, I think the, the way the public is kind of drawn to us um, drawn to the sport is incredibly humbling and, and, and a nice feeling and I mean you set out to do well you set out to succeed um, and then once you see all this other stuff in the background like people following you supporters kids walking around with your shirt wanting your bat for Christmas all that sort of stuff it I don't know, it kind of pushes you to new limits. You want to kind of succeed even more. So, um, yeah, it's an exciting time for English cricket. And you played in the T20, T10 before. Yeah. How big a change is it from playing in that format to the, to the T20s? What sort of disciplines are different for, for playing in that? Yeah, T10's, T10's mad. Yeah, T10's absolutely mad. It's just ball one slog, uh, basically. Um, and then the bowlers have to find a way of... Of, of combating that so it's uh, it's incredible fun uh, there's a lot more tactics behind 100 ball 100% 
And uh, you mentioned the test series earlier on, and um, how determined does that make you to... I know it didn't quite go to plan for you. How determined does that make you to try get back into that test side? Uh, yeah, there's a determination there. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of opportunity to be determined. Um, so it's it's quite a tough balance. It's quite hard to get my head around. Um, I've got to try and concentrate on my next tournament. To be honest, uh, I can't can't do anything but but that because um, if I worry about getting back in the test side, it'll affect my my franchise cricket which is which is not what I want and you're quite a positive guy are you still you're still feeling really confident really good about your game yeah confident about my game I'm happy with where I'm at uh, it was very tough in the test in test cricket uh, against a very good attack after a very long summer so there's no excuses I'm, uh, unfortunately it was just the way of the the tide um, just got to suck it up and try and get back on the side you mentioned Tom Moody there what can do you think he can bring to the new side you've been coached by several different coaches around the world what, what do you think Tom can add well he's a big big name um, coached in big big tournaments under a high amount of pressure um, he's clearly a good man manager so like I, like I touched on before as well hopefully develop a good nucleus and good core and, and we go from there and one player you got to know very well over the summer your opening partner Johnny Bairstow obviously not going to New Zealand how do you think he'll feel do you back him to, to return stronger yeah he'll return stronger it's in his nature to want to improve um, and to get better so I mean it's going to be tough for him at the moment but he'll be absolutely fine he's, uh, he's an absolute gun you mentioned um, the, the summer of cricket the World Cup a lot of people in the press were, were raving just about Jofra, Jofra's emergence all this about Jofra Archer yeah. did, did that help you sort of that the focus wasn't just on on, on you it was on more players in the team that helped you sort of relax feel more settled I guess not really it was great for him uh, it was fantastic to see his kind of breakthrough year it was, it was amazing and I'm, I'm extremely proud of him he's a great guy and he's worked hard and he deserves what, he, what he's getting so um, it wasn't a case of that everyone individually was under the, their pressures I mean playing for four years developing that side and coming into a World Cup as favourites was, was extremely difficult no matter who the spotlight was on um, everyone had their own worries um, but I'm just so proud of the boys that we've managed to to lift that trophy You should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewellery whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series 
in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Interesting to see what happens next season with Roy because there is space in the calendar for England players to play championship cricket at the start of the season. Uh, will he play at three? Will he open? Will he be trying to get his place back within the uh, the test side? We shall see. Let's hope so. Anyway, Chris Wokes, who was also a guest of Alan Brazil during the week, uh, also caught up with Scott Taylor. Chris, you've got the test matches, the 50 overs, the T20s, yeah. and now the 100 as well. How do you guys feel about another competition? Is it something you embrace? Or, yeah, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, exactly that. I think as a player, you just embrace it. Um, as I touched on, I think to be playing with the best players in the world uh, against each other in, in a new format is really exciting. Um, so, yeah, I don't think the fact that you know it's another format really you know affects us too much other than it's, a, it's great to be a part of. Um, as I touched on, it's going to be you know a little bit different and might take a little bit of time for, for teams to work out strategies and things like that. But I'm a bit of a badger on that side of things. So I'm quite excited about the, the tactics side of the game and, and how that will work. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure the girls are in a similar, similar sort of boat where you just want to get out and be a part of it and, and get going. And for both of you, really, when you go into a new dressing room, People are concerned about the cohesion, how the team gel. How do you guys find going into a new dressing room and a complete new set of players, and, and how quickly is it to gel with them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, having been a part of franchise teams in the past, um, you know, you kind of you just find a way to to get together and create a team spirit as soon as possible. Um, you know, you constantly got new guys coming in and out of the dressing room, um, but I think you know, give it time. That that doesn't take too long to to work. I think you know, obviously, that's down to the management to a certain extent to try and dictate what sort of you know team you want to be and what culture you want to, to bring to the to the table. But um, you know, I, having having experienced you know things like IPL and Big Bash, you know, it's it's exciting going into a new dressing room. You know, obviously we spend a lot of time in you know England dressing rooms and, and county dressing rooms and things like that. Um, you kind of get used to, to the ways things work, but I think you can develop as a player and learn new things by going into new environments and. You know, that's what I've enjoyed most from, from playing franchise cricket, so I'm excited about what, what's ahead with, with, uh, with the 100. I just want to touch on Pat Brown for a sec. He, he showed his talent on finals day, probably the biggest stage in domestic T20 cricket in England. As a senior player, can you still learn off the likes of a young Pat Brown in, in how to bowl at the death? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's probably, you know, already in such a short career uh, as a young guy, probably bowled, you know, I mean, not the same amount of death overs, but a lot of high-pressure situations, uh, you know, at the death in T20 cricket. Um, so, of course, you can learn off him. He, you know, he bowls different balls that, that I bowl, you know, so you can always tap into his um, repertoire of what he, what he delivers, you know, his knuckleballs and things like that. It's probably one of his main weapons. Um, so, yeah, of course, I, you know, I believe you can always, you know, look to learn, regardless of who the player is, um, you know, and how old you are and things like that, you know, can always develop new things. So, um, yeah, of course, I think you can, you know, develop as a cricketer and, and learn from him just as much. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Just on Mo, obviously not in the test team anymore, but yeah. how exciting is it to have a player of his experience, his calibre in the dressing room with you? 
Yeah, it's huge. He's you know he's a world class player, um, mowing across all formats, um, and I'm sure it's a matter of time before he's back in the in the test up as well. So um, you know, delighted that he's there. Um, you know, we only saw a few weeks back when he hit that hundred down at Sussex. You know how destructive he can be. So. Um, yeah, del- delighted to have him there, and he's uh, he's good fun in the dressing room as well. So that helps. And the draft itself, I, I touched on it with, with Sam earlier about the concept of the draft in the NFL. People are so excited about uh, about the draft. Do you think that just brings the extra interest in the hundred, the anticipation for the event, the closer it gets? Yeah, I think it does. And you know, I've seen a bit of it today in the, on, on the team reveal. Um, I'm really excited about it. I you know, quite enjoy the you know American sports, and it's got a little bit of that concept to it. So. Um, yeah, that brings a new dimension. I think um, it'll bring new faces to the game. People will want to watch it for that reason. Obviously, the draft's live on on TV. Um, so yeah, again, that you know, it all brings a new I don't know, a new audience to cricket. Hopefully, um, you know, obviously the summer that we've had, you know, has hopefully inspired you know the younger generation to watch the game. And this is just another step in that direction. Um, so hopefully, you know, the more people we can get watching it, the better. And I think it's a step in the right direction. You touched on the summer there. Do you realise just how much you guys have contributed to, to grow cricket in this country? You see people out in the street with England cricket shirts now, and or has it sunk in just what you've achieved so far? I don't think it's completely sunk in, particularly with the World Cup win. I don't think that's really sunk in. Obviously, we didn't have much time to kind of let that, I suppose, yeah, just sink in really after the after the World Cup final. We obviously straight into Test cricket, so that was a quick turnaround. Um, but you know, you, you, you certainly get a feel for for what's happening, and you know, cricket certainly feels like it's you know at the top of it or at its peak as compared to to where it's been in the past. So you know, you, you certainly know that you're doing doing good things as a team, and you know, to see what the girls have done for their you know for their game, uh, inspiring young young, young women to, to play the game. You know, they've obviously took their game to a whole new level as well. So I feel like cricket's in a really good place, um, and I think we're doing a great job as England. England players and England teams to, uh, you know, to inspire the next generation and get them to play the game. So uh, I certainly feel like we're doing a good job, but there's still more to do. And how difficult is it going from Test match for cricket, the longer form of the game, straight into the limited overs format? Different disciplines, different attributes to the game. Yeah, yeah, that's something as a cricketer. I think as modern cricket, you've kind of got used to. Um, it's certainly not easy uh, swapping formats, but it's something which just has happened over the years and and, um, and you've had to get used to it sort of thing it's kind of more of a mindset nowadays than, than anything else um, I think the fact that obviously this competition in particular is going to be in a block you know is really really important um, it means that you're not having to swap and change balls um, and formats which I think will be important for the competition going forward and I wanted to know about about the summer itself the World Cup the Ashes everyone was, was raving about Joffre Archer like how as a player did you prefer it that the focus was on someone else so you can just go on the radar, work on your game and, and impress that way? Um, yeah, I feel like I always go under the radar in a way, so it doesn't bother me, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, to, to have the beauty of, of our team is that everyone kind of does their role well. Um, you know, everyone knows their roles and they execute it. So, um, you know, we've obviously got X-Factor players and, and they perform, perform very well, but I think we've got important cogs in the wheel throughout the team uh, throughout the squads um, so you know we have like I touched on Joffre has been fantastic since he's come into the team um, you know for a young guy 
who you know, hadn't played international cricket before to come in and do as well as he has has just been phenomenal. Um, I'm sure he's, you know, his career is going to go from you know even higher to, to ceilings that I don't think you know we think can reach. But um, I think we've got you know important players throughout the team, and you know I think a lot of our players probably are underrated. But I think that's a good place to be as a team. And from one all rounder to another, England, Surrey, and well. London Originals, I don't know. Sam Curran. How do you guys feel about playing yet another format of the game? You already have three already in the men's game as well. So how do you feel about yet another one being added to the calendar? I think you look at the summer in terms of the World Cup, the the Ashes, things like that. Things happen that have never happened before. So it's like a new format coming in. Um, as I said, it's very exciting because we might have to improve our games in different ways that we've never done before. So I think um, it is exciting and uh, no one's played it before. So we're going to be the first people to play this 100. You never know, two, three years down the line, there might be 100 in India, there might be 100 in Australia. It might be the new format. You've seen T10 in Dubai. Um, obviously, it's, the 100 is going to be something special and the names in it is it's really exciting. Fitting into new franchises, how difficult is that? To, to fit into a new team with, with different players and, and for you Sam having your brother there how much does that help as I said earlier it is exciting obviously Jason Roy Tom um, it's really exciting turning up to the same ground you're very familiar with but I think it's exciting because you look at the names that have been put in the draft things like that you can learn from the best in the world and things like that guys who have played international cricket for a long period of time um, so Fingers crossed we get Aaron Finch at the Oval so I don't have to bowl at him. But um, hopefully we get the, the big hitters at the Oval because it's going to be exciting because this whole thing about franchise cricket is you play against the best in the world um, but you hope those big hitters are on, on your side. Uh, so it's really exciting. Sam, I just want to quickly ask you about the draft phrase. Now, in the NFL it's huge. In American sports it's huge. It gazes anticipation. Do you think that builds excitement the closer you get to the 100, the draft race? Do you think that adds that extra edge to this competition? I think it does, yeah. You look at, I've heard it's going to be on Sky on the 20th, so that's going to be really exciting. I'm sure there's going to be fans out there who will be sitting on their sofas thinking, please pick him, please pick him, please pick him. But I think with a draft, it's different to an auction where you can maybe go against each other, whereas the draft, you get your turn and things like that. So I think... It's going, to be, it's going to be really exciting in terms of people are going to want their players and their team, but they've got to wait, wait for their turn and things like that. So I'm sure come the 20th, I, I can already tell you now, there's been a lot of planning in terms of, I know teams are trying to pick these players, but they come a draft, you, you may have a plan to pick this team, but it's going to be totally different. You may want Aaron Finch at the Oval, but he might be playing at Cardiff. You never know. So um, it's exciting. Uh, but yeah, come, I'm sure I'll be on the sofa on the 20th watching. Well, I'm actually at the draft, so yeah. <laughs> I'm actually at the draft. But, um, no, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people really excited to watch it. And the fact that it's live on Sky is pretty cool. And after a memorable summer, you see a load of kids now that want to be the next Ben Stokes, where in the summer, previous gone by, that probably wouldn't have happened now. As players, do you realise just how much you've done in terms of growing the sport with the, with the memorable summer you've had who wouldn't want to be Ben Stokes ah. <laughs> everyone wants to be him but nah it's, it's exciting yeah exactly the fact that we managed to win a World Cup that World Cup game no one will ever see a better game in that final it was absolutely incredible and um, just speaking to the guys being involved they you go down to your local parks and things like that the guys 
they've inspired a new generation and this is why the 100 is really exciting because all the players that play in the World Cup, the Ashes, they'll all be involved. So I think it's, this year has been a huge year for cricket in England and um, hopefully it's the start of something special. Great stuff there. Sam, Chris and Jason all speaking with TalkSport's Scott Taylor. And there was some other news coming out the ECB this week as well. Revealed by the Daily Telegraph's Nick Holt, former India and South Africa coach Gary Kirsten, favourite to take over from Trevor Bayliss as coach of the England cricket team. And an old friend was on with H&J to discuss what he could bring to the role. It's manners time. You know, anybody who's had a young family knows that there's no predicting what your relationship will be like with them as they grow up. And you know, he felt that, uh, as I, I guess many um, first-time parents or parents of young families think, well, um, you know, it, it'll have to be, they'll have to be at least 16 before uh, I consider um, being away from them for any considerable length of time. So that does change. His older boy, his elder boy, he's got three kids. Um, uh, Josh is now 15. He's got just two years left of school. There are two younger ones. Um, and so, you know, the, the time's right. I mean... I do think that if anybody thinks he's got a slightly flaky reputation for, for sticking at jobs, they've got a reason to think that. You know, he left the South African job after two years when uh, they were, when he had an option to, and they, everyone expected him to do four years. Um, and, um, you know, he hasn't lasted particularly long in a couple of IPL gigs. But, um, I, 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 this, I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't commit to things lightly. Um, and, but the first thing to say is that when I spoke to him two days ago, he, he said to me that they were going to a couple of interviews today uh, and that, um, you know, he definitely wasn't confirmed, although all signals are pointing to him mm. getting the job. But, yeah, um, I, so um, I was slightly surprised on the one hand, but whereas he would never, ever, in my, in my opinion, relocate to anywhere else in the world, um, I know that him and his wife, Deborah, have got a suspect uh, for... For England and for London in particular, they've owned uh, an apartment there for, for a decade and a half. So I think they're looking forward to it. Good. He's got a very good get the job. Yeah. He's got a very good track record though, hasn't he? Especially in Test cricket, I mean, he did well with South Africa in that short, and with India. So he's probably the sort of person that England would be looking for. That's right. Um, as focus re shifts from uh, fifty over cricket to Test cricket in England's case. He did. I mean, he took South Africa and India to the number one ranking. And South Africa, of course, uh, got that uh, that ranking in 2012 when they toured England. And and um, India, however, uh, enjoyed unprecedented success <laughs> under under him. Um, they'd never uh, been number one in the world before. They um, had uh, routinely struggled on overseas tours, particularly in England, Australia, and South Africa. So um, he completely transformed their test team. Mind you, he had some very good players to work with. Mm. What, what's his management style, Neil? Well, um, he he is an adamant. Uh, he's adamant about not seeking the limelight and not taking credit as a coach. He's all about the primacy of the captain and the players. Um, I'll tell you a little story. Actually, when he, he so he'd never coached a team. When India took a punt on him, Ravi Shastri and Sanal Gavaskar decided to give him a go coaching uh, the, the Indian national team, having never coached a domestic team. He did, of course, play 101 test matches. Mm. But um, the most intimidating thing for, for Kirsten when he took over the team was um, what I do with Sachin Tendulkar. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Do... I remember speaking to him several times before he, he actually went over there. He said, what am I going to do with Sachin Tendulkar? What can I? Well, how can I help Sachin Tendulkar? Um, and 
So the first player he sought out when he went over there was Sachin Tendulkar, and he said, Sachin, tell me what you want from me. What do you want from a coach? And Tendulkar's answer was, I want a friend. <laughs> um, and he said, right, OK, I can do that. <laughs> wow. I mean, he also threw about 25,000 balls at him in the nets. But just from my observations of Joe Root on the last couple of tours that uh, I've been on, I think that's a really good fit because it just seems to me that maybe it's his little boy face, but I, it just seems to me that Joe Root could do with a really good friend. Yeah. He's going to be part mm. of, uh, from what we hear, um, it's going to be kind of a succession planning thing that uh, ideally they would like a, an English coach next and he'll, he'll, Kirsten will kind of work with two, maybe a couple of English coaches under him to kind of nurture them so there is an opportunity for one of them or both of them maybe to step up when he moves on. Do you think that's something he would warm to? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. And, and in fact, um, not just hand over the reins at the end of his tenure, however long that might be. I think it's, he's going to be offered a three-year contract. Um, but, but actually do so on, a, on, a, on an ongoing basis. What really appealed to him was Ashley Giles' idea that um, from time to time, given the, the, the packed nature of England's um, schedule in all three formats, is that from time to time, a short tour here and there. Remember now that there's going to be an ODI championship as well, which means that you've got to go and play 11 other countries in three-match series. So popping over to the Netherlands to play three matches, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, he, he's a big, big fan of, of the assistants. So it's Chris Silverwood and Graham Thorpe at the moment, isn't it? But yeah. he's a big fan of, of other, as he says, fresh eyes um, and fresh perspectives taking over from time to time. Uh, Andy Flower took England number one as, as, as Test Nation. Uh, Trevor Bayliss won a World Cup, the white ball specialist. And as Andy was just saying, um, when we couldn't get through to you earlier on, that, um, that Gary Kirsten was a kind of dogged opening batsman, which gives you an idea of where the priorities maybe are going to lie over the next three years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is a World uh, T20, um, T20 World Cup coming up in in uh, in 13 months' time. Um, that's a little way down the line. And, you know, he, he's, he's pretty keen uh, on, um, on T20 cricket, um, and he, he really enjoys the tactical side of that. Uh, he took the, the, the Hobart Hurricanes to the final of the Big Bash, and he's had a couple of stints in the IPL. Neil Manthorpe on with H&J during the week on the prospect possibly of Gary Kirsten becoming the new head coach of England. Well, that's pretty much all we've got time for this week. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I'll be back with Gareth Batty next week to look back at the season for Surrey, find out his thoughts on where, well, where it went wrong, really, discuss his future, uh, that of Alex Stewart, now that uh, he stays at Surrey, and get Bat's reaction to that record-breaking summer of international cricket. This is following on. Thanks for listening. Subscribe uh, to iTunes or Acos if you fancy it and we'll be back with you next week. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism and this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, 
the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 